Hello and welcome to another installment of The Gist of Freedom is Still Faith. I'm your host, Bill Yasser Shabazz, and I'm dedicated to preserving the legacies of Malcolm X, Dr. Betty Shabazz, and countless others upon whose shoulders we all stand today. At The Gist of Freedom is Still Faith, we aim to empower our listeners with dignity and self-respect as we've taken an oath to empower at least one child. This show is co-produced by acclaimed educator and author, Ms. Leslie Gist, and serves as our weekly online discussion to celebrate the African-American experience by honoring all the people, past and present, black and white. Here, we salute those committed to preserving a rich history through literature, the arts, the skill trades, and the humanities. So come on and gather your family, friends, and students to listen online at blackhistoryblog.com and on iTunes at blackhistoryuniversity.com. We thank you for joining us this evening and we'd love for you to be a part of our discussion by calling in with your comments or questions to 347-324-5552. That's 347-324-5552. So I'd like to welcome to the show Mrs. Cleatrice Brown and her husband, Frank Brown. Welcome. Hi, how are you, Hotep sister? Hi, how are you? Good. So let's get right to it. First, tell us, who is your son? Um, Our son is Eliakim Daviel Brown. He's in the fourth grade, and he's raised in a household primarily where he's taught to learn to be educated about everyone, and especially people who look like him. Right. And so how did you come to find out about the teacher's uh, telling him that he was not able to do his report on Malcolm X. Well, um, Eli came home uh, one day, it was, I believe it was a Wednesday, and he said, oh, oh, Dad, i got to tell you something. And he sat down in the, in the couch with me and told me, uh, guess what, my teacher said uh, we could write about um, somebody for, we could write, write about a leader for African-American history month, uh, but we can't write about uh, Malcolm X because he, uh, he was bad and violent. So uh, but Eli was already exposed to Malcolm X because I had a book that I would give. We had a book that we had given him that taught him about Malcolm X. So he knew that that wasn't correct. So he just said that he couldn't wait to come home and tell us. So once he told us, he told us that his mother took the initiative to approach the uh, principal and about this matter, and then things just took off from there. Wow. So I would imagine when he came home, you were – Surprised. I'm. I'm just curious. How did you explain it to your son Eli? What did you say to well, him? Oh, uh, what, what I told him was that, oh, this is why we study at home. See, because I knew things like this was going to happen. So this is why when I give you the information, um, give you books to read, make sure you read them. And I was telling him that, um, you know, we have to learn things on our own. See, I, I was. I wasn't surprised by it. I was just happy that he knew that. Uh, uh, he knew better, but uh, his mother, uh, she, he, uh, she decided that um, uh, she wasn't going to have that, and uh, she was going to pursue other actions. Okay, and so what, Mrs. Brown? What, what did you do? Well, upon me calling the school, I spoke to the assistant principal, who kind of would have found it. She spoke back to the teacher, called me back. We went back and forth, maybe about four or five conversations that day, and each conversation, it kept getting watered down. You know, she kind of meant to say, well, what she thought she said was and the, the message the person tried to deliver was, all none of it sat well with me. I didn't get what I was looking for. 
um, a teacher literally voiced their opinion, projected their opinion upon ninth or fourth graders, nine-year-olds. When you tell a child that someone's violent and bad, we need to educate her. That's not the educator's job. And me as a parent, I'm my child's primary educator. I do not send my child into any institution to be indoctrinated or to be lied to. Mm-hmm. So at that particular point, it was a problem for me. Mm-hmm. And I think the most important thing, what we're what we're learning from this, is that you're teaching your children at home. What would you say are the benefits of teaching your children uh, about Malcolm X? And I would imagine you have another, you know, many other uh, people and stories and history that you're teaching him. What are some of the um, uh, subjects? Uh, that you're teaching him at home? Some of the t- subjects are about numerous uh, leaders and uh, pioneers who stood up for us and why they uh, did this. We're teaching him the type of environment that we face with and the importance of accumulating books and um, having your own library. Like we told him um, about one book in particular by Dr. Malefic Kotei Asante is called African American History, A Journey of Liberation. This is an actual history textbook that we were telling the schools to have at their school as a primary source for our history. So uh, we, told, we told Eli about that book um, as well as many others and the importance to have your own library, your own source of reference, and to rely on your own historians, which is people who look like you, to tell your own story. Because if you don't, then you're going to subject yourself to the views and opinions of other people who do not have your best interests at heart. Mm -hmm. I would be so curious to see how Eli is, um, because I know that often you can see the difference between a child who learns um, history about himself and and the children who unfortunately um, do not. Can you... Say the name of the book again so that any of our listeners or parents who are out there can write down this book or any books that you suggest and recommend, and they can also share with their children. Okay, the name of this book is called African American History, A Journey of Liberation. Its uh, author's name is Dr. Malefe Kate Asante, and this is an actual on our journey and our struggle, and um, at the end of every chapter, it gives different exercises that you can do. Like mm-hmm. my wife and my son was going through one chapter, and it spoke about uh, two different maps. And my wife, she used her skill as a, a teacher to show him the uh, difference, the different maps, and how these maps show Africa from different perspectives. So uh, you have exercises that are featured in this textbook that will be very beneficial to educating your child because uh, your child needs to approach life from an African perspective. You know, if you're not African-American or if you're not of the African diaspora, I think that this kind of curriculum still should be included because it allows for truth and history and it allows for respect, you know, and and especially for children of color, you know, it allows for self-respect. I mean, I was very grateful and fortunate that my parents found the importance and the necessity to make sure that we learned, you know, about Africa, the diaspora, about the the accomplishments of women, about Islam, about so many different subjects. And and I think that it prepares you for whatever you're going to face 
and life, and there are, are certainly many challenges. And so when I saw you, uh, both of you, on the news, you know, I have to say that my heart, I couldn't believe it because I was raised with many people who said, you know, when I was younger, I thought Malcolm X was, you know, negative. I thought all these different things. And so when I saw people who were basically about my age, you know, young couple, um, husband and wife, standing up for what was right for their son, I had to commend you. And I, I have to tell you that so many people called, and we salute you. We celebrate you. We honor you. We are so grateful. Thank you. No, thank you very much. Yeah, we could yes. have did that without the inspiration of Malcolm X because uh, he brought that out in us. Tell me how he brought that out in you guys. Uh, just the, the fact that uh, he knew injustices were brought upon amongst his people, so uh, he made uh, statements to the entire world about the conditions of his people, and he told his people that you need to stand up for yourself, and the only way people are going to respect you uh, um, is to stand up for yourself. So by him doing that and setting that fine example on such a broad scale, he showed us that this is what we must do. Mm-hmm. So he led by example. He practiced what he preached. Right, that's right, that's right. And so you, um, uh, Mr. Brown, had an autobiography of Malcolm X in your hand when I saw you on the news. <laughs> yes, I did. Yes, yes, I did. And, yes, that was the children book that I bought from Amazon.com when my son was uh, probably uh, three years. He had that book for like three years, probably. <laughs> okay. And but then I read where, I don't know if it was you or your wife, um, you gave the book to one of the teachers. Is that correct? To the actual teacher who stated that, Malcolm X was violent and bad. A gift from us to her was the autobiography of Malcolm X. Tell me why you did that and how that came about. Um, because I believe the statement that she made was due to ignorance. Mm-hmm. I believe that I believe that it was due to ignorance that she said this, um, lacking the knowledge of who he was. I don't believe that she took her assignment literal. I believe that she just wanted to get through it, and that was it. She went on biography.com, found one small article about him, and that's all she did. Mm-hmm. Not to mention that this teacher is a technology teacher. Her job is to teach children how to surf the net and extract positive information. I don't know what happened that day. She had to do it. It mm-hmm. seemed to fail her, and she thought it would be okay to inform our children that someone who looks like them, a historian, a griot of theirs, was violent and bad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so oh, now you have a reason. Go ahead. No, so now she has that reason. Mhm. Mhm. And of course, we donated um, books, which um, I hope you got your copy. But Simon and Schuster, in turn, donated fifty so of my books, the uh, illustration book Malcolm Little, the boy who would grow up to become Malcolm X, and of course, um, you know, many people are surprised of just the story you know, the foundation that Malcolm's parents provided so that he could go out and become, you know, this world-renowned icon. Um, But, you know, it also says that, you know, it speaks to the importance of us taking a stance and not sitting back and waiting for someone to do something for us. You know, many times on Facebook, on Twitter, I see the comments about what people have done and how, 
um, people of African descent, African Americans, whomever they are, that we allow, that we give people a pass to continue to uh, disrespect us. And, you know, I think that we all have to take a stance and that, you know, again, the importance of writing our own history, um, demanding that our history is included in the curriculum, just as the, the college students did back in the 60s and 70s. Um, when they demanded uh, the inclusion of African-American history uh, in the curriculums. And so we got the Africana uh, Department. We got so many different, um, we made so many different accomplishments. So where do we go from here? Uh, What are you and your husband now teaching um, young Eli? What is the message? What is the story? What is the lesson uh, that he gained? Well, there's two lessons, because I also met with um, DOE, Department of Education, and I met with the Chancellor. So what has come out of this is I've been on several committees to pull together to gather resources for the teachers when it comes down to the pedagogy of teaching history of someone else's lineage to children. So when that happens, now we're able to select books that should be inside the libraries. And there should be books inside the library that we are the authors of. We can tell our story. So we are now able to select the books that the children at this particular school can read so that they'll have a genre of books where they can receive positive information about who we are. Um, My son's school is 57% African American. Out of 100%, 62% of those children go home to single-parent households. So it's my job. It's my job to help that parent in that single-parent household Mm -hmm. to teach their children who they are because we cannot look to others to teach us who we are. We need to already know that. Mm -hmm. So the part for Eli, he's become a young activist. It has opened up doors for him that now he has been able to broaden his horizons and see some of the uh, information that we have given him is coming back to him now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he's grown his growth has just uh, taken off because mm-hmm. now he's realizing mm-hmm. that he himself has to become a leader. These are uh, blueprints to doing certain things. Um, the Honorable Malcolm has left us a blueprint, and my son is trying to follow that blueprint. Mm-hmm. He's been introduced to it very early, and he's ready. He's ready to take it to the next level, and he wants to be heard. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's really great. So we're going to have to get – we'll have to get young Eli on, on – um, on the call uh, one day soon, I hope. Yes, he, uh, yes, he hasn't stopped talking about it. <laughs> he has not stopped talking about it. Did he? Was he able to get one of the books? No, he didn't actually. No, he didn't actually get the book. But the pictures and everything else that he has received, I think, has um, been more rewarding to him. He mm-hmm. wants the book. Mm-hmm. He's so happy he was able to make a difference at his school. His difference, the difference that he made was not just a difference for himself, but for every student who That's attends right. that school. That's right. That's right. It's a milking pot. If we're, if we're going to say that we're in a milking pot, how can I sit next to you and you're from another country and then there's someone else next to me who's from another country and we know nothing about each other? Right. Right. That's right. And that's the beauty, uh, you know, of uh, this country, of course, is that, there are so many people of, of such diversity, you know, of diverse ethnic backgrounds, and, and the beauty is to be able to engage and to share all of that. But, if, but of course, at first, 
we have to know who we are. And I think primarily of people, um, you know, of African Americans uh, primarily who cultivated this land and made so many sacrifices, you know, generational sacrifices, you know, we can go on and on and on. Um, but the sacrifices that were made, I think our time is coming down. Okay, the, the sacrifices that were made by our people, it, it's very important that we teach it, we make sure that people are honoring um, those who made these uh, sacrifices. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking such an exemplary uh, stance, um, showing your son that, you know, life is, is, is worth so much more than just, you know, getting uh, wealth and and so forth, but that he rec- that we all recognize him as the authentic jewel, um, and we celebrate him and we celebrate you for teaching him and teaching him correctly. Um, thank you so much. Now, how can we how can we stay in touch? Where do we find you? Uh, if there are people, uh, listeners who want to reach out to you, do you have a website or is there a way or an organization that you're involved in that we could find you? No, um, unfortunately, my my cell phone number would be the best way to actually get in contact with me. Okay. Or you can reach me via um, email, which would be New York Works, N-E-Y-W-O-R-K-W-O-R-K-S at hotmail.com. Okay. Can you spell it again? N-E-W-Y-O-R-K. N-E-W-Y-O-R-K. Works, W-O-R-K-S, at hotmail.com. Okay. Okay. Well, listen, I'm such a, I'm, I'm honored that I could have this time with you. Um, I look forward to future discussions to find out how you guys are doing, to find out how Eli is doing. Um, I want to thank you, Mr. Brown. Thank you. I appreciate you having oh, me oh, here. Absolutely. Is there anything you'd like to say to our listeners before we sign off? Um, all parents, please continue to be the primary resource of your children's education. Uh, stay in touch with us and uh, understand that we are developing a campaign to promote several books, one of which I just mentioned, uh, and we can, uh, we're just going to be distributing these flyers throughout. So uh, just contact my wife at the uh, email she just gave, and uh, you can uh, find out how you can be a part of our campaign. Yeah, you know, and perhaps we could get together and, um, you know, Parents Association at the Shabbat Center um, with you guys and figure out how we can all be supportive in teaching our children. Absolutely, because one thing we have to learn from this experience, we can't let up off this. We we can't relax. We have to be continuous, and we have to police uh, the education system and make sure that they are continuing to respect our culture because this was a direct dis- disrespect to our culture, and uh, we can't uh, just relax. We need to uh, stay on the attack. But, uh, yes, we, we all need to stay in touch, and we need to uh, just keep on each other to doing what's right for our babies. Mm-hmm. That's right. Thank you so much. It's been such an honor. Thank you for listening to The Gist of Freedom is Still Faith with my co-producer, educator, and author, Leslie Gist. I'm your sister, Ilyasa Shabazz, once again, providing this platform to share our stories, to honor and celebrate the African American and her global impact. We ask that you continue to gather your family and friends and join us on Sunday's Eastern Standard Time at 8 p.m., 
Until the next time, stay strong, stay proud, stay wise, and then pass it on. Good night and God bless.